0: All right, Dave, I have a simple question for you, and here it is. Are you ready to spin that wheel? Spin that wheel. All right, so Dave, we're spinning the wheel of actors. We've done two acting retrospectives so far. We've done Winona Ryder. We've done Jamie Foxx. So that leaves plenty of other entries here on our wheel to spin. And I'm about to spin it right now. We're going to go through their career... We're going to discuss their best movies, their worst movies, and kind of where we see their future going. So, let's spin it. Dave has anticipation teeming in every fiber of his being right now. Dave, we're going to discuss Mike Myers. Oh, boy. Your favorite. (laughs) kind
1: of like fell off the face of the earth.
0: He sure did. Uh, Mike Myers with the ultimate peak and a very, very precipitous fall from the top. All right, uh, so Dave, we'll start with the beginning question here. When you think of Mike Myers, what is the first movie that comes to mind?
1: Uh, Austin Powers. The Yeah. The multiple. Wait, the f- are you seeing the same thing? And I am. You, I'm guessing you're on IMDb, right?
0: I know I'm on, on Rotten Tomatoes, actually.
1: I was going to say, is an Austin Powers 4 movie coming out?
0: I don't know when, but evidently. I guess
1: it's, it says rumored, so obviously it's not guaranteed. Right, right. I'm, this is the first time learning about this. I'm kind of taken aback.
0: I I've heard about it, but um, didn't know if it was a real deal. Uh, still, stands to be seen, I guess. Um, but Mike Myers a real up and down career. Uh, he's had extremely high highs and extraordinarily low lows. Um the first movie that comes to mind, uh when I think of Mike Myers also is Austin Powers. Um to me it's his most iconic role. The role he'll be, I guess, best known for for the rest of his life, career, whatever you want to say. Uh now you may also expect me to say Wayne's World, because I love Wayne's World and you are a man of no taste, so there's that. <laughs> and while Wayne's World is outstanding and his SNL performance is also, you know, he was a really important character on that show for a while. I still think Austin Powers will be his, you know, his calling card forever. You know, he's also Shrek. Let's not forget that. I mean, he's Shrek, too. Like, you know, he's one of the most iconic animated characters of our generation, at least. I mean, everybody knows Shrek, for better or for worse. And he's great as Shrek. You know, originally, was. I'm sure everybody knows the story that Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek originally... David Spade was supposed to be Donkey, and then Chris Farley passed away, and the project eventually fell to Mike Myers, and he did a really good job of the role. But um, to me, the Austin Powers franchise, and as a whole, but yes, if you want to say one specific one, it's International Man of Mystery, the first one, because it's to me still holds up as such an excellent comedy, and it's still such a tight movie too. It's like ninety minutes long, not that long. And all the jokes are still so funny, I think, to this day. So, to me, it's it's Austin Powers, and uh, it's not particularly close. And that's from me as a big Wayne's World fan, too. Um, Dave, what do you think his best-rated movie is on Rotten Tomatoes, if you haven't looked yet?
1: I I don't have uh, Rotten Tomatoes on. Okay, so what, do best, what do you think is his best?
0: What do you think is his highest-rated movie, Tomato-meter-wise?
1: That he had, like, a legitimate role in?
0: Yes, yes. I would say Shrek close trek 2 ah damn 89 percent. technically it's say, tied technically it's tied was... with inglorious bastards because he wasn't inglorious bastards but not like a legit role he was a yeah i, a think, side I don't
1: remember him in that
0: yeah he was uh yeah he was the guy they go to remember the bar scene with Fastbender?
1: oh okay the, yeah the
0: scene before that was the one he was in
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you go back and watch it, he's uh he really I never
1: would have remembered that. Plays
0: it up. He's in a lot of makeup too. So um
1: No, he plays it up. He's not the type of guy. <laughs> That's true, love he's
0: that. not known for that. Um But yeah, Shrek 2, his highest rated movie. Do you know what his lowest rated movie is?
1: His lowest rated movie Prominent yeah. role. Let me look at his IMDb. Um I would say Probably
0: is the Cat in the Hat. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, I was gonna uh, say that because really cat it, the it's hat. between that and the Love Guru, as the two really bottom outs of his career. That
1: was that was gonna be my other guess.
0: Um, and Russell Wilson's got picked again. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is a we're we're dating the episode here. Um, yeah, Cat in the Hat. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. And honestly, that's a little high for me because that movie is god awful. Um, yeah, that
1: movie's garbage. He is
0: also apparently in the movie Amsterdam that just came out that also got panned. Um,
1: yeah, he's in the he's in the trailer.
0: That that's true he is. Uh, he was in Scared Shrekless apparently. Uh, oh, no. God. But The Love Guru 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, Cat in the Hat 10% and I don't put all my stock in Rotten Tomatoes, but um, they're definitely spot on with these two. I've never seen Love Guru, and I have no intention. But <clears throat> uh, Cat in the Hat is as bad as you think. I've seen some people come out in defense of it, and I don't understand why. Because it's, why a, would... it's a very bad movie? Like,
1: and also, like, why is that like the the thing where you're like, all right, I'm standing up here. Like the end is I'm I'm standing up for this movie. Like, why would you do that?
0: It's it is a freakish, surreal, disturbing experience. I've only seen it in full probably once, um, but and I'm an apologist for the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. I actually like that movie, but even that being said, it makes that look like Citizen Kane because that's how bad this movie is. Like, there's a reason live action Doctor Seuss movies don't really work. And The Grinch was a, to me, solid adaptation. Not a great one, not an excellent one, but it was solid. It was probably the best and closest you'll come to a good Dr. Seuss live-action movie. The Cat in the Hat is the opposite of that. It's probably the worst possible result of trying to adapt one. That's just my opinion. Maybe you agree, but that's just my opinion.
1: It's easily one of the worst ones. I'm trying to think of other ones that were bad, like other adaptations of anything, not just Dr. Seuss. And that's easily up there as one of the worst. I'm trying to think, what are some other ones that have come out in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years adaptation-wise that have been bad? Like, I know there was the Robin Hood movie that came out. That's off the top of my head based on Netflix.
0: I mean... Worst adaptations. Well, I mean, there's so many different categories. Uh, worst, move, worst, worst movie adaptations, uh, we'll say, of books. Let's see if we get anywhere with that.
1: Because I know Robin Hood is up there. Um,
0: and then there's like
1: Consul and Gretel basically every time that comes out.
0: Right. Uh, there's The Hobbit. Movies that people apparently didn't love. Paper Towns, the John Green book. Twilight, but those books weren't very good to begin with. Uh, that the, also
1: is a very specific audience. Right.
0: Uh, the Great Gatsby. I never saw it, but I've heard very mixed things about it. Um, a Wrinkle in Time. That sounds about right. Uh, Percy Jackson, the original trilogy, I've heard was not very good. Uh, the Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> uh, oh, The Giver. That's right, that movie sucked. I never saw it, but I've heard bad things.
1: Was that based on the Gary Paulson
0: book? No, that's Hatchet you're thinking of. Uh this is Lois Lowry, the Giver. That's it was like there was
1: a give- I thought I thought he wrote The Giver.
0: No. Gary kidding. Paulson yeah, wrote Hatchet. But I'm not sure what else I remember he wrote.
1: Hatchet. I did read Hatchet when I was. Hatchet's a classic.
0: There. Uh let's see what the low let's see. Oh, Aragon. Oh my god. <laughs> the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> All the, the Kingsman. Scar- oh, Divergent. That's another one. So like there's been a lot oh of bad god, ad- That series bad adaptations. sucks. Uh yeah, that's true. But so other other roles of Mike Myers that are notable to us that we haven't mentioned. We did an episode, half an episode, really, about this movie, but it needs to be said, So I Married an Axe Murderer. To me, one of the most underrated comedies of the 90s. I love that movie. You've seen that movie, of course, right? Yeah,
1: we did. We did, we did episode, an episode
0: about it. I just want to make sure. But I think he's incredible in that movie. Because he plays, as Mike Myers only does, plays himself, but he also plays another character in the movie. He plays his own father. And he's remarkably good in that as well. Um, But he's great. Nancy Travis is very good in that as well. Amanda Plummer, uh, really good roles. uh, Played by all of them. So, I love that movie. And I know you don't like Wayne's World. And that's fine. We can disagree on that. But it was a big hit. Especially in terms of SNL movies probably the best SNL movie ever made, or at least a top two or or three one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a long-running gag that obviously is very popular with various audiences because it's still being used today on various commercials like Uber Eats. They did (laughs) a a short on it. Um, SNL, they even tapped into it. I think it was like 2015 they tapped into it. Um, But certainly an iconic role, even if I dislike it. So it's it's hard to really put it down or say anything about it. I mean, you have two iconic comedians from this generation. Certainly, Mike Myers is kind of tape, like tailed off or tapered off a little bit, but certainly an iconic role in the in the vein of other famous SNL sketches like George Bush with Will Ferrell or um, Chris Farley with the old uh, Van by down, Van uh, down Chris by the Foley, river. yeah. Yeah, Chris, yeah, exactly, Matt Foley. Matt Foley, um, sorry, Matt Foley, sorry. But, well, you got Foley, I didn't even remember that, so. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly an iconic role, regardless yeah. of what you think about it.
0: You've seen it, Wayne's World, right? In order to hate it, you have to have seen it?
1: I have seen it, yeah.
0: Okay, say one nice thing about Wayne's World.
1: Um... It's had remarkable durability.
0: Oh, my God. That's not, that's not, that's not good enough. That's not, that's not a remark on the movie. That's a remark on the durability of the movie.
1: That's a, it's a comment on the movie, how successful it's been and held up over time.
0: All right. I'll take it. That's fine. I'll accept that. Um, Say
1: one nice thing about anger management.
0: Oh God, it's... it, It is not the worst Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> uh... I have a hot take for you. Are you ready for this? All right. Let's I've hear. workshopped this take before. The spy who shagged me is better than the first Austin Powers.
1: Really? You think so?
0: I think so. I think it's a stronger movie. I think it has a more consistent line of humor and a consistent plot line. And I think a lot of the jokes to me land better in Spy Who Shagged Me as opposed to the first one. I love the first one. I absolutely love the first one. But the first one has some lulls in it that I don't love. I think The Spy Who Shagged Me is a little bit more consistent. The only thing that I like better in the first one and the second one, I think, is Elizabeth Hurley is way better in the first one. Heather Graham is kind of not awesome in the second one. She's kind of just there, while Elizabeth Hurley is, like, an actively really good actor in the first one. Like, she actually has a really active role. Heather Graham, to me, is not as powerful an actor in the second one. Um, But... That's just me. Goldmember, not a great movie, but I still watch it whenever it's on TV. Yeah,
1: Goldmember is kind of got like I don't know. I, I think it to me it kind of just tags along with the with the franchise. But I think it's okay. I don't think it's like horrible, but I definitely don't think it's anywhere close to the the value of the first two. And I think it was kind of smart to pull the plug on on the trilogy after that, but apparently they're going back to the back to the well which hey. i guess if you have a successful property eventually you'll go back so
0: people love reboots yeah, I, think, Steve.
1: I mean i think they're in a lucky spot where mike myers career hasn't taken off the way he wanted right and it allows them to like if, if his career was looking something like denzel washington or you know robert de niro who i mean does a lot of movies just strictly for, i think to kind of financially gain maybe i don't know i don't know his his reason is for it but someone that can kind of like pick and choose what they want to do with the name recognition the cachet they have like he's just not there anymore what right. he might have been there in the past but he's not there anymore now
0: how do you feel about shrek as a series
1: i really enjoyed the first one and i thought the second one was pretty good and then i didn't watch any other ones
0: i agree um the first i think the first the first two are really good animated movies um Really good voice acting, casting between him, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy. The first one, John Lithgow. Really solid choices. Um, the Fairy Godmother in the second one, incredible. Really good set pieces in both those movies, too. And that's what I really appreciate appreciate about both of them the most, is that they cast people very well in both those movies. The third and the fourth, whatever, I can, I can give or take. I've heard the fourth one's better than the third one. Forever After is better than Shrek the third. I don't care for either of them. Don't really care to go back and watch them. I don't think I've even seen the fourth one. But the first two, I think really good animated features. Re- I think borderline great movies.
1: And I, I think, too, an underrated part of those is, you mentioned earlier that it was going to be Chris Farley and David Spade, who at the time was one of the most iconic comedy duos alive and still rolling and uh i think the ability for them to pivot for dreamworks to pivot from those two guys and get mike myers and eddie murphy who both nailed their roles with their voice acting yeah like it, it saved the franchise like if they don't get the right guys for that i mean animated movies usually do well anyway because it's up to kids and kids aren't critics they're not you know they're not movie critics Parents go because it's animated. All right, we can go take our kids, get out of the heat in the summer, or give them something to do for two hours while we just relax. You know, obviously they're not looking for an A plus blockbuster, but right, the uh, like it gave them the ability to, to make another one, and another one, and another one.
0: Right. Um. Any guess how much Shrek two made? Just domestically. Domestically. Actually, no. Hold on. Uh, let me, let me look up Shrek two box off. Let me get the whole whole deal. Alright. Uh, how much do you think it made say, worldwide? Worldwide.
1: Worldwide. I will say it made 162 million.
0: Shrek 2 made 928.7 million dollars.
1: Oh, I was close. Just like 800 million off. No big deal. What's eight hundred million among friends?
0: I mean, what, what is that among friends? Um, it's only two Patrick Mahomes contracts. <laughs> uh, among friends, of course. Um pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, Dave, you have his IMDb page open. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I do, yes.
0: What does he have coming up? We mentioned Amsterdam, but what else does he have coming up?
1: So, coming up, he has Pentavergate. I don't know what that is or where that is. It's a miniseries. Oh, that, is that the one played... on
0: Netflix? The pen, Pentaverate or whatever?
1: Oh, Pentaver Yeah. The Penta- one where he
0: plays like five different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, he
1: plays a ton of different characters. Okay,
0: which is pretty much what he's calling card. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he has Amsterdam, as you mentioned. Right. And then the only other thing that's on here is Austin Powers 4, which has apparently been announced, and he's rumored to play Austin Powers.
0: <laughs> he's, hold on, he's rumored to play
1: Austin It literally says announced and red hold next to Austin Powers 4, and next to his name, Austin Powers, it says rumor. What
0: are you going to tell me next he's going to play Dr. Evil too? <laughs> like,
1: what? Of course, he's gonna play Austin Powers. Not gonna bring it back.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But that is that is the, ridiculous. those are the only things on there. So, that's all right. That makes sense. So, if you could make one movie with Mike Myers, what genre would it be? And what what would you kind of think? What what would you think for kind of a story here? What do you what do you think you would do with him?
1: uh i mean it it would kind of be similar to uh austin powers i think he'd want to do a comedy but you'd want to do an action comedy like a slapstick almost okay and i think he'd probably do something like where he's a spy or he's a double agent or something where he can use kind of his ability to fit into multiple personalities and handle multiple roles do different voices i think that's kind of like his calling card that's the thing he does well it almost made me think uh, I know it's rare for someone to go back, but, like, he's kind of like what SNL loves. So I, I'm, like, kind of unsure, like, would he go back if they had a role that opened up, like, some politician gets elected or some scandal happens or something where I, where SNL can kind of sink their teeth into it and do it for, like, five or six episodes? I wasn't sure if he would technically want to go back and do that, if Lorne Michaels would have, would have him or how that relationship ended, so... I mean, I mean, I would say that, though. I would say comedy for sure.
0: Yep. So I would do a horror comedy where he owns a haunted house. That'd be my pick. See what he could do with that. You never know. Can't go anywhere but up or down. Who cares? Um, Speaking of up down... The good or down,
1: news is you probably could do it for, like, no money.
0: It's true. Speaking of up or down, would you say Mike Myers' career is trending up down personally as much as i love mike myers career output i'd say he's trending down and has been for a while
1: honestly i think the interesting thing is i think he's been down he's been heading down for so long he might have plateaued already that's true he might be heading back up i think he's kind of plateaued i think Hmm. amsterdam and the netflix series and austin powers four i think that puts you on even on even footing and even ground right now Hmm. i don't know depending on how those do maybe he goes back up and he starts to get more roles but
0: are are we least... seeing are we seeing a Mike Myers haunts? I mean, we could be. <laughs> All right, Dave. So we need to rank him. We have Jamie Foxx and Winona Ryder so far. I'm going to put him in the middle of those two.
1: He's definitely below Jamie Foxx, but he's probably ahead of Winona yeah, Ryder. Yeah,
0: I would put him ahead of Winona Ryder. So I feel like his career has had higher highs than Winona Ryder. And it's close though because she's had some really good performances, but for us, especially for me, because I love Wayne's World, I think his are a little bit more iconic. He's not a better actor. Don't let's not get that mixed up. She's a way better actor, but overall career output, I'd give the edge to Mike Myers. So I mean, when you're looking at when you're looking at, it, they have like
1: the you know she has Heather's early on, and he has Austin Powers and Wayne's World, right? And I I think those are derived off SNL, so you know maybe that helps him a little bit more when she has kind of she's kind of had to earn her way through and she didn't get that break that he got, which I mean, he earned, it's not like he was giving it. But but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the only argument you could make for Winona Ryder is that her career has better recent hits with S with stranger things, um, which basically revitalized it, but you can make the same argument with Michael Myers. Like if he hits, if he has a hit with Amsterdam, people like his performance or, if the Netflix show takes off or if Austin Powers Four does well, like you can make the same argument for all of those.
0: I heard what you did there. Don't think you got past me. I heard that you said Michael Myers. What did I say? You said Michael Myers. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the Halloween mood.
0: Michael Myers has had a great career. Let's be honest.
1: Honestly, he, he's been in a lot of hits. More durable?
0: He's been in a lot of hits. He sure has. <laughs> Uh, I'll you any... tell you what. Yeah.
1: They brought in audiences and he
0: killed. That's true. He sure did kill. Uh he took a stab at the right material and he, he hit he hit it every time. I'll tell you that.
1: Let's just say he uh he left he didn't he left him coming back for more.
0: He did. And he never he never wore a mask. He never he never he never hid his true self. Uh <laughs> let's,
1: yeah, let's just say uh he he sliced and diced.
0: <laughs> he did. He sure did. Uh, Dave, any last thoughts on Mike Myers?
1: Um, I would just say it's been kind of an interesting career. I think two of the three people we've looked at have had precipitous drop-offs really, really fast in their career. Like, Winona Ryder and Michael Myers, again, Michael Myers, I have to say it, <laughs> uh, have both, like, had that period where they both had some really big hits, and then all of a sudden their career just was in shambles, and they were kind of, like, scratching and clawing to get whatever they could. And... You know, maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe Myers does turn it around here, but it certainly feels like he's on the edge of his on the um, fringe of the career at this point. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, that does it for our Mike Myers career retrospective. Uh, tune in for some more of those uh, coming up. We have our uh, Red Sox episode coming up where we rank our top five and top five worst <laughs> or bottom five Red Sox teams of our lifetime. Uh, We have an NBA preview coming up, so keep it locked for that, and we'll talk to you guys soon.